0: Hello, this is Al again. The fundraiser I launched recently is doing incredibly well. We managed to raise two-thirds of our goal in less than a week, which is just insane. My sincere thanks to all of you who have donated so far. I am, as it happens, still losing my job at the end of February. And with the Emerald City Comic Con happening soon after that, anything you can give to get us closer to that goal helps. We booked this con a year ago, and they've given us a live panel there, so it really wouldn't make sense to bail now. Plus, even if we wanted to, the table fee is non-refundable, so we're kind of locked in. You can donate at GoFundMe.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. This site also offers a subscription donation option for those of you who have suggested something like Patreon, or Patreon, or however you say that. Anyway, the sooner we reach our goal, the sooner I can shut up about all this. Thanks for your time and for your continued support. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. <laughs> Episode two eleven, covering sons and daughters and behind the lines. Hi, friends. I was just thinking, what if Matt said friends? Would that freak people out?
1: Friends. Yeah, and then yeah.
0: like, and then if I did the sea of folks at the end, like, do you think people would be freaked out by that? Oh man,
1: I don't know how I would deal with that.
0: Yeah, that's maybe in the next mirror episode yeah. we should
1: do that. Hang on, let's try this. Let's pretend we just came in. Friends, we're back. Yeah, that's weird.
0: Yeah, very strange. Uh, we're 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 still still uh, continuing story. Yep. Like, still serializing it up. Parts three and four. I was gonna almost say how many parts there were because we know. Yeah, don't do that. But I really like it. I, I I like the idea that those of you following along for the first time don't know how long this is gonna go on. It
1: could go on forever.
0: Well, there's only two more seasons left, but it could last that's, the whole that's two seasons. That's true. It really
1: can't extend outside of the yeah. the series,
0: right? But it could go on for the next two seasons. You don't know.
1: I, I mean, I know.
0: Yeah, but they
1: don't. No, that's true.
0: I, that that remains one of the cool cooler things about doing this show is that there are people who either because of us or just because they meant to get around to it never watched you know never watched DS9 and are now doing that. Yep, we're keeping you guessing. Right, which is good. Uh, so the f- the first of these, uh, two fine episodes we did is called Sons and Daughters. It and
1: certainly is, and that's because is... there are sons and daughters in it.
0: Well, which... there is one of each.
1: Well, I mean, if you really look at it, there's sons and daughters in every episode of the show.
0: That is true, and but...
1: really, all shows...
0: Not all shows. Some shows only have, like, all men or all women, and then they only have just sons or just daughters. I
1: suppose that's true.
0: Like, Orange is the New Black, isn't that just daughters?
1: No, there's some sons in there. Oh, are there? I mean, it's not all women. I it's guess mostly I women, but
0: all right, and Captain Janeway.
1: Yes, ah, <clears throat> with a bad Russian accent, apparently.
0: Yes, I I saw enough of it to see that. <laughs> that that is something to behold.
1: Soviet Russia, <clears throat> Mr. Chakotay.
0: So, Matt. Oh yeah. Why don't you tell us about the episode? What's called Sons and Daughters?
1: All right. So a new we
0: re-
1: a new shipment of replacement recruits has arrived on the IKS Reto- Retarin Retarin. Retarin. Retarin, and Worf is shocked to discover that one of them is his son Alexander, mostly because he was certain that he had left Alexander locked in his closet when the Enterprise D crashed all those years ago. Alexander wants nothing to do with his father, a sentiment Worf has been fine with for most of the kid's life. Surprising no one, Alexander is not much of a warrior and also a bit of a crew of a screw up. The crew rag on him, but eventually come to accept him. Worf, on the other hand, has had his dirty little secret let out in front of his uh, in front of his new friend General Martok. He's worked damn hard getting all this respect, and he'll be damned if his son is going to embarrass him. Meanwhile, Dukat returns to Nor, bringing his daughter Zial with him. Zial is very excited to see Kira, and Dukat is very, very excited to see, to use Zial to also see more of Kira. Preferably in the naked sense. Kira's actually beginning to find Dukat tolerable when he tips his hand and sends her a sexy dress to wear to the congratulations Zial on your father forcing a respected Cardassian Art gallery to show off your figure paintings party. <laughs> Kira realizes that she can never forgive Dukat, and goes back to not giving a damn what he thinks. Dukat moves on to plan 3747 in Operation Get Kira to Sleep With Me. Back on the IKS daddy issues, Worf requests that Alexander be transferred off the ship. Making Alexander somebody else's problem has always worked before, why stop now? Unfortunately, just as this is happening, some Jem'Hadar attack. During the battle, some, I don't know, important pipe or whatever gets broken, and Alexander volunteers to fix it at great peril. He does, and his father realizes that Alexander deserves to be on the ship. He resolves that, from this moment on, he will be a better father, a statement which is way funnier than any joke I could possibly put in this summary.
0: (laughs) The weird thing is they end it with him saying, you will teach me to be a better father, and I will teach you to be a better warrior, which is almost exactly word for word what What? they said when he came on the Enterprise in the first goddamn It will be
1: difficult for us working together, but I will be a better father, and you will be a better warrior. Uh Six years later, welp. That didn't really work out.
0: Let's try again,
1: I guess. Also, we should point out, Alexander is eight in this episode.
0: Well, this this is my bad thing. That, that I, it, this is a cheap shot, because, yeah, okay, they need, like, this is a good story. This is a really good story to tell. Like, we saw, and we'll get into this in a minute with your good thing, but we saw Worf planting the seeds for this. Mm. This is This is happening now, and it's a good story to tell, and rather than doing some stupid bullshit time travel or something... They just, fuck it, he's older. J- yeah. J- just shut up. But really, he's, like, I went and checked, he's eight. Yeah. He's, he's, passes for an adult here, so 18 to 20. No,
1: I, he, I, I, eight. Yeah. Now, I buy the Klingons as a culture that grow up, that grows up quickly. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, eight seems a little too quickly. I wouldn't, I would think it would be more like a third, you're an adult at 13 or something. Sure. But the thing is, I don't care enough it like, bugs me. It
0: it it doesn't usually bu- like it didn't bug me when he was l- a very little kid who was then suddenly a toddler and then suddenly a you know like eh, I'll I'll get over that. But this like just Worf, the character that we got to know who we 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 got to know this character before he had any children at all mm-hmm. should not have an adult son. No. That's where the issue comes from. It's not so much the contrivance as it is it just like character-wise it doesn't feel right. Yeah. He, Worf only feels about 35 to me. He should not have a 20-year-old son.
1: No. But, you know, like, it's that, th- you know.
0: Yeah, again, this it's, is a great story, and I'm glad they did it. Yeah. But it's, I still have a bit of a problem with it. I just, I also don't care that much. Like, I really like this episode. I do, too. A lot. And let's get into your good thing, because really, this is sort of the, the payoff of all that setup.
1: So, this is basically the episode where Worf's terrible parenting that we've been commenting on since Alexander joined the, joined TNG... It's finally it all sort of coming home to roost. Yeah. Like, he has always been a terrible father. And they just keep doing episodes where, like, they would bond and then they would just be terrible again. And they would bond and they would be terrible again. And then Alexander just sort of disappeared when, uh, when, uh, Worf joins DS9. It's like the writers sort of looked at all these scripts they had done and, or TNG had done and just were like, oh, we made Worf be a terrible father. We kept doing it, we just kept doing it, like let's sort of settle on this and sort of realize he yeah, what is would this kid awful. become
0: yeah what what would this result in like what
1: what this... happens to someone who's his, whose mom dies? He ends up with a father who doesn't particularly want him. His father almost almost instantly ships him away and then ships him away again and then ships him away again, yep, it's like all Worf can do is like, oh yeah, this time, this time for sure. Uh-huh. We, I will definitely be the father you always deserved, starting right now. Oh,
0: look, a shiny object.
1: But uh, first, I really should deal with this whole wedding thing, and I got a bunch of warrior crap to do that you wouldn't understand. But you I'm know, a
0: warrior now, father.
1: You know, maybe it would be best if you went and stayed with your uh, with your grandparents on Earth for a couple of weeks. <laughs> not, 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 not forever. Not this time. But maybe just for a couple of weeks. Oh, geez, it's been four weeks. You know, I really can't have you coming around. I got a whole lot of important crap going on. I look just moved to this performance review
0: time. It's,
1: you know, so maybe, look, I'll call you in a bit. Well, tomorrow's pretty busy. I, I, I'll I, see you later, okay?
0: Uh, sorry, I'm about to go on a vacation right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, glad I got that out of the way.
0: No, and like I say, it's great to come back to this and to see what all that terrible parenting re- resulted from.
1: Yeah, and what it resulted in is this guy this guy who is desperate for his father's approval without actually wanting to give his father approval.
0: Yes. No, it it's great. I I really like it. And really the shining star of this episode is is Martok. Oh man, he's so good in this. There's so many opportunities where he could be the sort of typical Klingon that we see with Worf or with Gowron or with any sort of like guest star of the week Klingon who would just be like, oh, your son is a disgrace, blah. But he, he wants to understand. He yeah. wants to, like, a couple of times Worf is like, yeah, w- the warrior path is not for him. And and Martok doesn't spit in disgust or roll his eyes. He's just like, oh, well, okay, that's yeah, a valid no. choice. I mean,
1: look, we've got, you know. we got
0: fuck-ups, too. Like, yeah. not everyone wants to do, this is not the life for everybody. It's no, cool. look,
1: we need someone to work at the McDonald's. Yeah. Whatever that is on uh, on Kronos.
0: But the thing is, they also have, like, um, scientists. Yeah. We've seen that in engineers and stuff like that. Like they have Klingon. other.
1: I'm sure there's Klingon artists and stuff like.
0: I, well, I mean, someone's got to write those operas. Yeah, exactly. The the songs that everyone is always singing have to be written by someone.
1: It's like there's a place for you, there, there's a place for your screw up kid in our weird in our weird culture. Right.
0: There's got to be a Jake. Yeah. Like, and and I'm not saying Jake is a screw up, but Jake is Jake did not choose the military life, and he's doing okay. Yeah.
1: Maybe I could be a journalist, Father. <laughs> He doesn't even sound like that anymore, but that's just no. the Alexander voice in my head.
0: Oh, they gave him a nice sort of like, <laughs> late teen, I'm a warrior. <laughs> so 21? That, that's not actually what he sounds like, but it's, you know, pretty close. It's it's great. I, I really like it. And the guy they got to play him, like, that's a hard thing to step into a role. Like, it, it's similar to what Tony Todd had to do for yeah. Jake. Stepping into an older version of an already an established character, like mm-hmm. he did a good job. I I enjoyed that. Just
1: I'll go back and watch the old tapes. Wow, this kid really didn't do too well.
0: What? Also, the... tiny. Brian Bonsall? he did all right. No, no, just the what oh, happened the to The character it. didn't yeah. do well. The, the actor did. Ah, do this
1: really poor all kid. All right, I see where these guys are coming from.
0: Yeah. No, and and this is another. Look at what goes on on a Klingon ship, and I, I said last time I'm getting a little like weary, you know, from all the Klingon stuff, and I still am. But because there's a whole other plot, which we'll get to, mm. there's a whole other plot going on. It didn't feel quite so like overwhelming. It's it's, and we see it more directly affecting a guy we care about. Yeah, so, exactly. You know,
1: like Alexander's one of those guys. Where it's it's nice having him back. Like, well, and that was one...
0: even even seeing how it affects Worf, but yeah. also now treating Alexander as his own man. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, like, that's one of the dangling plots left over from bringing Worf on from TNG, where it's like, hey, didn't you have a son? Yeah. To which Worf would probably reply, no.
0: Yep. Who? I I wonder if he ever told Jadzia. Like, seriously, if he ever even mentioned him.
1: Yeah. No, the the fact that he he never mentions him to Martok is like, man, that says volumes.
0: Yeah, because he's his first officer, and they're close.
1: Yeah, those two are good friends. I imagine Worf being very into the idea that he has a real Klingon friend now. Right. <laughs> to the point where he's coming around Martok's quarters maybe a little too often. and just... We are friends, aren't we, Martok? You and I, I got you this best friend card. Okay, coming on a little strong there, buddy.
0: It's all, it's all that misplaced affection he should be showing his son but doesn't know how.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have family you should be doing this crap with? No. Our father...
0: What? No, I mean, maybe someday me and Jed Z will settle down, have have a kid, that would be nice. Get back in your closet. (laughs) I'm surprised you're going fairly easy on the wharf Beats His Kids joke. (sighs) Usually you used to hit those pretty hard. Yes, I did. Might be your last opportunity to do that. I'm surprised you're uh, you're not bringing it up. Alright, one more time. Father, no! (laughs) Uh, Uh, I'm gonna miss that. Are you? No. Okay. It's horrible. (laughs) But anyway, Martok does just a lot of great. Like there's so much about him that's just like I love how accepting he is. He's yeah. not weak for it. Like he's not he's not less of a Klingon for it. He
1: really is sort of the ideal of what Klingons have sort of become, you know?
0: What 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 a good Klingon could be.
1: Yeah, like he's got he, there's none of that sort of like uh There's none of that assholeness that you often get
0: yeah. And it's like, like I said, it's not just Worf and Gowron. It's yeah. any, any particular Klingon of the week you get that from. There's that sort of undercurrent of racism. Like, oh, you're not a Klingon. I can't respect you. And yeah. like we saw with Nog a couple of weeks ago, like he can, he can totally like, if, if he sees your value, he yeah. will respect you. They, that, look, that's it's like, it look,
1: if there's something to respect about you, then I'm yes. there,
0: you know? And there's he, a few times where he gives Alexander the benefit of the doubt and yep. he's like, Come on, what's your deal? What are you yeah. all about?
1: No, there's he's... a great scene where Alexander's doing his sad batleth training in the training room and Martok just sort of comes by to Yeah. Drop a little uh, fatherly wisdom on him.
0: Somebody's got to.
1: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> sort of takes the well, the sword's fine, I don't see any problem here. Well, it must
0: it's be a... user error.
1: Look, clearly it's look, clearly I'm not good at batleths, okay? I mean, look at me, for God's sake. That's the worst part. My dad is re- actually legitimately good with a bat left. He couldn't even teach me that.
0: Nope, and he try We get a scene where he tries to, and oh. all he does is yell at him.
1: Oh yeah, no.
0: The whole time.
1: <laughs> Here's how you try. Do it better. Why no. aren't you su- Why aren't you succeeding enough?
0: <laughs> well, I'm surprised Alexander didn't become a comedian with a yeah, dad no- like that. <laughs> But Martok is like, there's a bit where he, he asks Alexander, well, why why are you here uh, to serve the Empire? That is a slogan, not an answer. And yeah. it's, it's such a great, like, that's Martok right there. Yeah. I don't want to know the stupid rhetoric. I want to know what you're yeah. thinking in well, your brain.
1: Well, no, no, there's a great line. Where why are you here? Yeah. And uh, Alexander, I don't want to talk about it. Yep. And then later they come back to it. He's like, if you would only give me a chance to prove myself. And Martok's like, I fucking did! I, I just did. And you lied to me. Yep. But it's like, I, I want to help you, but there's only so much I can do. You're not willing to to give anything back.
0: But the fact that he's willing to help. Yeah. The fact that, like, like again, so many other Klingons would have tried to kill him. Yeah. Because he's no good. hmm And Martok's like, no... Maybe there's a good kid in there. I just need to figure out what the deal is. It's
1: like, look, man, you're barely out of being a foot tall. Like, yeah. we can work with you. Yeah, You should really still be in Klingon school, whatever that is.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm not super clear what happens at the end, because it seems like he fucks up again, and suddenly he and Worf just have this moment, where it's like, okay, everything's fine now. Yeah,
1: it's just he gets locked in a
0: room... Yeah, like, they go down to engineering or whatever the equivalent of engineering is on a bird of prey. And (laughs) Worf comes down to see what's going on, and the dude who's been picking on Alexander the whole time, he's like, Oh, uh, he got locked in this room somehow. We were uh, just trying to get him out. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Shrug. And I'm pretty sure, oh shit, I just got caught. Like, because he was clearly not trying to get him out of there until Worf showed up.
1: Yeah, they sort of turn him into, like... A joke. Yeah, basically and like the
0: um the, the 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 ship mascot.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. He's the, just oh, this guy, he's always screwing up. Yep. And everyone's like, "Well, I guess he has a role on the ship," which is possibly the saddest thing ever.
0: It's pretty sad. Like this is
1: Alexander's life now. Yep. Like this guy who never ever ever wanted to embrace any of this Klingon shit. Like he fucking hates it. And now he's stuck on this ship, and he's the fucking class
0: joke. The thing is, he doesn't have to be. No. It's a, it's a big galaxy, and he's got caring human relatives that could help him yeah. find some kind of nice job on Earth or, mm-hmm. so, you know, something. Like, he doesn't have to. It's not like he's got nowhere else to go.
1: No, but he's got all this fucked up daddy crap he's got to deal with. And yep. so he has to have a the, the rest of his life just like, am I good enough now, Dad? How about oh. now? Am I good enough now? Are you still here?
0: And I like that it all goes back to, like, if if Moog hadn't died... Yeah. ...then Worf would have had a good Klingon role model in the first damn place. Yep. <laughs> None of this would
1: have Everything happened. would have worked out just fine.
0: Yep. Um. That, but, uh, and then, as you mentioned the other thing, uh, I think you mentioned this, mm. that uh, Alexander joins the House of Martok with Worf at the end. Yep. And, like... You you said in your notes, uh, so great. These two fuck ups in like they're both fuck ups in different ways. Yep. Get to join like the best house and poor fucking Kern. Yeah, I
1: remember Kern? The the he doesn't Kern inclined. doesn't remember Kern. Nope. Pfft. Got his brain wiped and uh, go sent off a, to live on a farm upstate.
0: Like actually, literally living on a farm. Yep. Not not as a euphemism for killing him, but <laughs> sent him to live on a farm. Yep.
1: Terrible. Yeah. It's like, I mean, come on, Curran. If you waited a year, you would have been fine. Yep. But I oh, want gotta... to be dead now. I want to kill myself now, brother.
0: Yep. All right. So speaking of daddy issues, uh, this is one of the one of the times where they thematically lean, uh, uh, link the two plots. I think quite well. Yeah. Which because uh, we got this whole Ducat Zial thing going
1: on. Yeah. Let's move over to the titular daughter of the episode.
0: Yes. Um. And. Uh... It's, it's great because Dukat is just clearly using her.
1: Yeah, there is nothing, there was nothing more obvious than like, oh yes, Major, I talked my daughter, who I know you are affectionate towards.
0: Yeah, this in- is the only thing we have in common that we both feel the same way about.
1: Into coming back to the station. It's like you can see, if you went into Dukat's quarters, there's a big file folder on his desk that just says Kira written on the side. Mm-hmm. And it's like just lists and lists of plans on how he's going to get in there.
0: Oh, see, here's the thing. I watched the, okay, with with these serialized episodes, I, in my brain, they often run together. Mm-hmm. And I watched these episodes last night. Uh, I, I went to sleep, woke up, wrote my summary, and my brain confused some of the plot elements of this one and the other one. So I started writing bits of this episode into my summary for the next episode inadvertently.
1: Hey, get out of my coolant.
0: Yeah. Well, once I figured that out, I took it out. So my summary's a bit short because half of it was for the previous episode. But my point is, you said, plan, you know, "plot one," you know, "plot number four thousand, whatever." My, my joke was, he's only got two plots. <laughs> Take the station. Get Kira.
1: Oh no! Those are the two things he wants.
0: Like he's already a st- he's already achieved goal one, and now he's working on goal two. But and he's that's a, it.
1: he has thousands of different ways to go about it. Well, right. This week we'll use my daughter, but if that doesn't work, I have a few more options up my sleeve.
0: But I love up, up my rubbery sleeve. My
1: rubbery sleeve, Major.
0: I love that what what Zial says is, he forgave me. Yeah. Like, it, it ended last time, their, their relationship effectively ended with him saying, you're not coming with me, you're dead to me, yeah. fuck you. And now she's like, oh, he forgave me. Yeah. And that is so Cardassian. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it makes me realize all Cardassian parents probably have this fucked up Machiavellian detailed, fuck, you know, like, intricate web of lies and, and, and yeah. uh, you know, manipulations. No, the but, most then, popular, but then the on most... top of that, Dukat mm-hmm. is 50 times worse. That, like, your dad being Gold Dukat basically guarantees you're going to have daddy issues forever.
1: Oh, yeah. The best thing that could have happened to her was her being raised in a slave camp. Right. It's the only reason she's like by
0: dispassionate Breen.
1: Yeah, it's the only reason she's not a goddamn monster. The five hundred uh, Gul'du'kath sons all hanging out at the amusement center on their birthday. Those guys are all insane,
0: right? And not just because of genetics. No, not just because they <laughs> their dad is a crazy person. Because he actively took a role in fucking them up. Yes, but it'd be like if Garrick had a kid. Just, just all the twisted, uh-huh. you know, weird, just. I I just I that there's so much in that line yeah. he forgave me and it's, it it might just be a throwaway line but I read a lot into that like yeah. wow uh huh he forgave
1: you that is incredible
0: you. yep that is incredible yeah um
1: all I want major is for my daughter to be by my side mm-hmm. and also you to be by my other side yep. one big happy family major my girls there's a shot where um they're both sitting in uh Ziel's apartment i guess uh, going over her art, and it's just this... which
0: which you loved, by the way.
1: Oh yeah, her art is just wonderful. Uh huh. Love your finger paintings, darling. It's turned into fucking Hannibal Lecter.
0: I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Love the suit. Love
1: the suit, major. Um, <laughs> but there's this, there's this shot of them all sitting on the couch together, looking at looking at art, and Zial's sitting between them, and all I can think is, Mom and Dad aren't fighting for once. <laughs>
0: But that's the way Ducat looks at it, I think. It's yep. weird, like, finally our family is we're together. All
1: one big happy family, Major. The thing
0: I'm... is, I'm still not good at Gul Ducat at all. But I did realize one of the things we're doing wrong is not talking slow enough. And I don't want to slow the show down with a super slow impression. But but there's almost a bit of Emo Phillips in the deliberate way he speaks. Just a Damar.
1: Just call me Mr. Butterfingers. Call me major. Mr.
0: Butterspoon. <laughs> it's, it's, okay, let's go into your bad thing, though, because there is a super, super creepy thing going on here.
1: Okay, so I talked about this in the, uh, in the, uh summary.
0: I briefly talked about it in my summary that now <laughs> no longer exists.
1: So, Cut sends Kira this dress to wear to her, uh, to, uh, Zial's party thing, right? Mm-hmm. And K- there's this shot Kira's looking at herself in it, just like, wow, I look so pretty in this. What am I
0: doing? There's, the, thi- the thing about this run of serialized episodes is Kira has such a great arc. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's my good thing, is her arc. That scene in particular... No dialogue. Like it's all in her face. Nah yeah. is acting her ass off in these episodes. Yeah. Where she's delighted, then something's wrong here, then she's horrified, then she's angry. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Cause for a brief moment she's like, Aw. Oh God. <laughs> it's, it's so great. It's like, did I oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. Why did I even think that was okay? Resistance, resistance, resistance. God
1: damn it, Golducott. Yep. He's like a he's like a tick,
0: but that's the thing about Cardassians. Yep, they all like they're so insidious. Those guys.
1: Yep, I'll get you. I'm not so bad, Major. You'll. You see. enslaved my planet, I, for the good of the Bajoran people, Major. Yep. I was helping them, just like <laughs> I'm helping you now with this dress. So <laughs> I anyway, can help so she, you out of it too? Yes. So. <laughs> You'll notice how, how easily it comes off, too. All I have to do is pull on this Oh, look at that. It was too late. I could see everything.
0: <laughs> They're like stripper pants.
1: Yeah, exactly. So she takes it back to back to his place, dumps it. In. It's like, I'm not coming to the party. I don't want anything more to do with you.
0: Why did you buy me a dress? Fuck off.
1: You're fucking horrible. Yep. He's also got... She's like, we have nothing in common, Dukat. I hate you. Oh, Major, that simply isn't true. Mm-hmm. Now, if you sit down and let me talk to you for a while, I think you'll find... And she splits, because, good lord. Yep. So a second later, Zial comes in and goes, Who is that? Oh, someone just dropping off uh, this dress for you, Zial, because I love you so much. Mm-hmm. Put it on. Oh, you look
0: amazing in it. The thing is, that the, the way you just described it is accurate. Uh-huh. But it, it also makes it sound like a sitcom, like oh no, this is your dress, but Yeah, he does it so smoothly. Yeah, he
1: just slides it. Well, it, that didn't work, but there's no reason I can't still turn it to my advantage.
0: Now, the thing is, you do this in this episode and you do it in the next one. Your bad thing isn't exactly a bad thing in the sense that we initially intended to point out flaws in the episodes.
1: Well, if I could find some flaws in these episodes, <laughs> I would. But, but guess I, what? I, They're really good.
0: Okay. I just, I want it to be clear to the to the... To the audience, to mm. the listeners, that it's not that you don't think that's bad writing, that you don't think it's out of character or anything like that. It's just it creeped you out.
1: I do think this is the thing. I agree with you more on the second one, but I d- I don't think Ducat's ever been sort of played as that sort of weird incesty thing. You know,
0: I don't think it's incesty. I think I think he was just desperate to. Oh no, I, I didn't fail here. Like, yeah, I almost feel like it clicked in his head, like. He convinced himself that's what was, that was, you know. Like, no, no, I bought this for ziao the whole time. Yeah. Kira didn't just shoot me down.
1: No, my first, like, but my first thought when he gives her the dress is just, well, maybe you'll look good in this, and I can get off on that. Which I don't think is Ducat. He's not the. Incest I don't think guy. that's.
0: The, I don't think it's intentional. I think it's like, I, I don't think it's a. It's a reach for you to see that. Yeah. But I don't think the writers meant for that to happen. I think it's just an unintended consequence yeah. of, of the way things played out. But I really do believe in his mind, he, like, that's how it works for him. He completely erased the memory of...
1: Oh, I, I of, see what you're going, okay.
0: Of, of Kira storming out. Yeah. And in his brain, he's like, oh, good. Kira brought me the dress that I bought for Zial the whole time. Oh,
1: yeah, that's, that's more, that's Dukat.
0: You see what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't, and I don't know that that's true. That's totally me extrapolating that. But that 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 makes a
1: that makes a lot of sense for that character.
0: Yeah, but a lot of that's in the acting. Yeah, a lot of that's in the dude who plays Ducat, who plays him so well, and you can see the wheels turning and can see the you know, like I I truly believe half the shit that feels like lies is is stuff he convinces himself is true and then tells other people.
1: He is such a fascinating fucking character. He
0: really is. The thing about this run of, of serialized episodes is there's so many, like there's in a, in a scene with Dukat and Kira and Zial, all three of them have different perspectives. They're all going different places. Yep. Like in, in lesser episodes and lesser scenes, it feels like at least one of these characters is here to prop up the other two, mm-hmm. but no, all, all at the same time, all of these characters are on their way somewhere else. Yeah. And these just scenes just serve like, to take them in different directions, and like, because Zial's going to go somewhere, and Ducat's going to go somewhere, and Kira like, this is sort of a middle step for all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just fascinating to see a true ensemble where a scene doesn't just exist to to move one story forward; yeah. it's moving everybody's story forward at the same time.
1: Yeah, and it's doing it so perfectly.
0: And not just those three. That's just an example. Yeah, there's shit going on with Demar.
1: Oh, yeah, no, they're setting up tons of crap for Damar. I forget if it's this episode or the next.
0: Yeah, see, it's hard. Yeah. They run together. But d- it's in both. Yeah. There's there's some Damar stuff here, and there's some more in the next episode where he's just a huge jerk, first of all. Yeah. Such... It's, the, it's this episode where uh, Ducat has him deliver the dress. Yeah. And he won't make eye contact he with her. He won't Kira. look at Kira. No, he's standing, like, literally, n- like, at a 90-degree angle to her, completely not looking at her. And, like, handing it to her sideways, like, yep. Dukat told me to bring this to you.
1: I'm going now.
0: Yep. And then he, like, he looks at her briefly and just sneers. It's, it's so good. Ugh, you're so Bajoran. Because,
1: hey, 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 we found the one
0: Cardassian who doesn't have Bajoran fever. Well, the the thing is, he's he's Dukat without all that stuff. Yeah. He's pure, I want to destroy the Bajorans or or conquer them or whatever Yeah. without all the weird emotional obsession with revenge and with getting Kira and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he's he's sort of pure Dukat which is a nice contrast to Dukat you know, this Dukat. Yeah. I like that. There's just so much going on here and there's so much going on that you don't get in Star Trek ever. Yeah. Like I can't emphasize enough how much more sophisticated and layered the show is right now than it was before or will be after this it's yeah just so it feels like tv does now 20 years later it's just so much more rich yeah you know? i love See it.
1: that you like that serialized tv show tv shows everyone's watching now yeah. fucking you're welcome deep space nine
0: but it doesn't it does it like a lot of it is because of the serialized thing mm. but like even if there wasn't a, a plot going from week to week it's still just like character development is not the same as serialization no you could still do this stuff without having a story running through each thing, and uh, Star Trek didn't do a lot of that either. Like they had a little bit of like once a year, you'll check back in with Counselor Troy and see how she's doing. No. Once a year, you'll check back in with Worf and see. You know what I mean? But like, how's your
1: little story coming?
0: Yeah, but but there was never sort of a feeling of continuity from no. one week to the next, and that's what they're doing differently that I that I really like. Here. Yeah. In uh, case you
1: were wondering, this show's really good.
0: This is this is straight up the show at its absolute yeah. best. Like, oh. we have what in these two episodes alone, we're following a dozen characters.: I think so, yeah. and in this episode, one of your notes, I didn't even realize till I saw you mention this. there's no human, like in the teaser, we get uh the the guys have just been rescued from the previous episode mm. from uh, uh Rocks and Shoals. So we see Cisco and Dax and uh, uh, O'Brien and Bashir in the teaser. They get dropped off at the Starbase. The Klingon ship leaves again, and we don't see any humans for the rest of the episode. Yeah. We see Jake on DS9 briefly.
1: Yeah. This is like... I I often think about, like, um, when they talk about uh, uh, the the perceived problems with science fiction that there's no one for the audience to connect to because there's no humans. There's no humans in this episode for the most part. They all sort of go about their business at the beginning and, you know... This is an episode about Cardassians, Bajorans, and Klingons. Yeah. Like, there's no humans in there, and we're still utterly, utterly fascinated by everything they're doing.
0: Because it's good writing and because it's all human drama. Yep. Regardless of whether they're humans. It's the a father who raised his son badly having to deal with that. Yep. And a a, a woman dealing with a creepy stalker. Mm-hmm. Like, these are relatable problems that everyone, you know has seen or dealt with. Yeah. They're not, like, the, the characters don't have to be so alien that you can't relate to them. That's where you would lose it. Yeah, exactly. But none of them are from our culture, so it's, you know... And really, in a way, that's what Star Trek does. It, it you know, blah, 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 the human condition, but it is. They're talking human. about actual human stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, we need to push on to the next episode. Any, any final thoughts? Uh,
1: let me just take a quick look at my notes here.
0: And, no. No. All right, what's your quote?
1: Uh, I think this uh, sums up uh, Worf and uh, Alexander's relationship pretty perfectly.
0: I know we have not seen each other for some time, but let us talk as father and son. I think I just said that last week where I said, let's have a conversation, Matt. Yep.
1: <laughs> let us talk as father and son.
0: Yes. Why start, talk
1: as... why start now,
0: Dad? <laughs> no, he never calls him Dad. To... Or Pop. There's never any term of endearment. You will
1: you will call me Father, for that is my role. Yep. And you will honor me as your father. Okay, you know can we be friends? Means. I don't see why that would be necessary, no.
0: Martok will be my friend, and he's way more of a dad than you are.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had some good times together, right? Remember cowboy time?
0: Ugh. Remember when you sat in the mud with me? Ugh. Ugh. I mean, you enjoyed that, and Mrs. <laughs> Troy enjoyed that. I did not.
1: The fewer, the higher. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's his personal philosophy now.
0: Still is. Don't know what it means, but...
1: Poor Alexander. Maybe you should go see what uh, Loxwana's up to.
0: Yeah, she's lonely, too, actually. Yeah.
1: There's a show I'd
0: like to watch. Also, he's an adult now, so, uh... Hmm. Ugh. She might put the moves on him. There's an image. I'm okay with that. Uh,
1: you and me are you and me are gonna make uh, uh, Deanna another uh, sister. Oh God,
0: maybe I won't drown this one.
1: Uh, look, Deanna, you have a new sister, one that one, and the father is your ex's son.
0: I see that doesn't feel that weird to me from her. Like, <laughs> first of all, it doesn't feel out of character for Loxana. Nope. Second of all, it doesn't feel weird for Betazoids because I think they're just sort of sexually like just. Open to most things. Yep. Like not bestiality or kid touching or anything, but but within within polite society, they're mm-hmm. into whatever. <laughs> I seriously believe that. Uh. All right, moving forward now to behind the lines. Behind
1: the lines. We're
0: back to we're back to uh, titles that make no sense. Sons and daughters, I will remember because it's about a son and a daughter. Yep. This one, nope, no idea. Also, as mentioned before, half this summary got chopped out because it, it summarized the previous <laughs> episode. So it's a little smaller than usual, I do apologize for that. I didn't have time to make it to scale or to paint it.
1: <laughs> no, it's fine.
0: Uh, as the war continues, and we are somehow impossibly not back on the station yet, Cisco gets the news that every captain dreads. It's time for him to get out of the captain's chair and go sit behind a desk. And it seems like only three seasons ago he was just a commander. On a related note, Matt tells me that the current Trek novels, Riker is now an admiral and Picard is still just a captain. Is that weird? That feels weird. Anyway, back on the station, the female changeling, who, for the sake of a total lack of clarity, defiantly states that she doesn't have or need a name, entices Odo with a bunch of linking. And as good sex tends to do, this results in Odo completely forgetting his problems. Also his responsibilities. Like his responsibility to Rom, who, as part of the anti-dominion resistance cell that Kira's been organizing, was trying to sabotage the inevitable defeat of his self-replicating minefield. But thanks to Odo, now he's caught and he's probably going to die. And here's the most amazing part: now I actually care if that happens. Damn. Yeah. You've come a long way, Rom. In, in like five episodes. Yeah. It was like the season uh, five finale where he started to get good, and now he's like still pretty good.
1: Yeah. Let's let's talk about that for a sec because Wrong the words. 2.0. Because the words came out of your mouth in this episode, I want I'm starting to like Rom.
0: Yeah. Not just tolerate him. Yeah like him he's got a couple of good scenes in this and they're playing his stupidity as like engineer like like my head's in the clouds with all this complicated engineering stuff uh, that
1: absent-minded professor thing right and you're working on like a million things at once
0: at one point I've, i've mentioned this before i used to work around aircraft and i worked uh in in flight tests so i worked around engineers who had this incredible like Hypothetical knowledge of let's try this, let's try you know like mm. like really abstract thinkers, really cool inventive guys, and the 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 uh, stereotype that not all of them, but a lot of those guys are like they don't know how to tie their shoes, but they can create a new polymer that is lighter than air mm-hmm. is accurate, and we've never seen an engineer like that before. Like Geordi was socially awkward, but that's not the same thing. No, and and you know Scotty's just a great guy, and, and O'Brien's just a great guy, but mm-hmm. we've never seen one who's just kind of like. So smart, he's stupid?
1: Yeah, it's a, what were we talking about? I was solving complex mathematical
0: equations in my head. And, and, I don't know, it's a bit of a stretch to just sort of retroactively say that's why Rom's been dumb this whole time. But no. the writers, the writers are working with what they have, and they say, you know what? He's not dumb, he's yeah. just, like, he's thinking about other stuff. No,
1: we can't go back to the old episodes and be all like, oh no, he was actually pretty smart. No, he was played as Goofy in those, uh...
0: Yeah, but here, he had a couple of the similar jokes that he would have had two years ago and it would have made me cringe, and now mm-hmm. it works.
1: Yeah, see, if that background had been there back like back when yeah. he was first introduced, he probably would have been fine.
0: He's the dude that invented the cloaked, self-replicating minefield, which is still one of the coolest technological things I've ever seen in Star Trek. Yep. And, okay, but but my bad thing actually ties into this. Okay, at the end of Season 5, when everyone's clearing out of the station... And he comes back to Quark's uh, and Quark's like, what, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm, I'm going to be a waiter. Actually, I'm a spy. Th- they, they, I guess they just forgot that because I... it's never come up again. Yeah. And uh, Amanda watched this with me and made a good point. She's like, why is he here? And I said, well, he's a spy. Wait a minute. No, he's no. not. Why is he here? It's... Why would you keep the guy who invented the, the minefield that they're desperately trying to take down to get reinforcements out? Why would you? Why would you stay here? If they find out it's you, they'll torture you. Yeah, you're you're, and... you're a civilian. In ten seconds, you will fold.
1: Yeah, Rom does not respond well to torture.
0: Now, putting aside my except for the
1: fact that pain gets to his brain very slowly.
0: <laughs> but putting aside my previous distaste for Rom, I'm he totally gets the benefit of the doubt now because he's good now. Mm-hmm. Like just on on sheer merit of him being a civilian who was a waiter until a couple of years ago and now is an engineer hes He doesn't have military training. He doesn't know how to stand up to torture. And we've seen guys like Jordy who have been in the military fold under torture. Yeah. So there's no chance. And this is the fucking Cardassians and Jem'Hadar. He'll fold in a second. How many lights
1: do you see? Four? No, I'm sorry. There are five lights. Oh, one of them must have burned out then. <laughs>
0: that feels right.
1: <laughs> Should probably get that fixed. You know um, what? I'm just going to start cutting bits off of you. That's much easier.
0: This is I, d- d- really familiar in my head. Was there a bit where Homer was being tortured and he was so stupid it didn't work? That That's, feels right, but there's not so much that, not sense that in I it. can
1: think of. I mean, by this point, yeah, thirty seasons into The Simpsons or whatever, there must have been.
0: But yeah, uh, but that, that it seems familiar. Like I've seen a scene where someone really stupid is being tortured and it doesn't work because he's too stupid. Yeah, I don't remember. But in any case. Like yeah, the, why is he there? He's the guy who invented the minefield. He should not be there. And there's no plot reason for him to be there. So I, I don't get it. Yeah, like, that's that's kind of a problem.
1: I like to think that as the station was clear was clearing all the Starfleet out, uh, Rom sort of runs up to Cisco's quarters. Uh, I'm gonna stay here and be a spy. And Cisco's like, fine, good, whatever. Bye. <laughs> oh, good, I'm a spy
0: now. What? <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? I, um, I I just, like, he just married a Bajoran woman. Mm-hmm. He could safely go to Bajor. Oh, totally. Like, Bajor's safe. They've made a point. Rep- that's why all this horrible shit's going on, to keep Bajor safe. It's fine down there. Like, there's, they're, they're having some problems with supplies because the, the Dominion has, like, uh, blockaded all the help from the Federation. Yeah. But apart from that, like, they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're not being tortured or anything. Well, the thing and... is,
1: like, I assume the Dominion would start providing them with supplies.
0: We've had that. We've as had soon as the some... wormholes open. Well, we've had some plot points already where the Cardassians are offering them. In fact, it even comes up in one of these episodes. Offered them, like, uh, industrial replicators. Yeah. And, like, what? I... it seems like their plan is instead of swarming in with an army and taking them, now they're going to make them dependent on them. Yeah. It's a much sneakier way to make them part of the Dominion.
1: It's very which, clever, me.
0: It is. It's a very Cardassian plan. Yeah, which I like. Um, but yeah, again, Rom should just be down there with Lita, not, not up here. So that doesn't really make sense to me.
1: I, my only thing I can go for is I he, him going. I got to stay on the station. I got it. Like, this is where everything's. This is where the action
0: is going to be. I got to help. I I get that. If he had just said that, which is
1: you know. I mean, that makes sense. But,
0: Misguided yeah. and stupid, but yeah. could have been in character.
1: Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Also, oh, I gotta take care of my brother.
0: That's the thing. I gotta look out for my brother. Would not even be that stupid. Like, it no. would be sweet and maybe not the best idea, but it wouldn't be stupid. Like, oh, yeah. he loves his brother. That's fine. Like, and, you know, the other way around. If Quark had said that, like, mm, that would be all right. Gotta look after you, stupid. Yep. Um.
1: God, you're stupid. <laughs>
0: But there's there's again a lot going on here. Yeah. Like there's a there's a great bit at the beginning where okay the resistance cell is, Rom, Kira, Jake, and uh, sort of Odo, but not anymore. Mm. Yeah. And Rom does this thing where uh, Damar has has uh, re- they they realize that there's no more Tetra White because the the wormholes shut off, and uh, the, Cisco blew up the the only White facility in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. So the Dominion's running out of Ketrasol White, which is a real problem. Yeah, because
1: once that's gone, you're going to have some pissed off. Yeah, we've Gemadars.
0: seen ours. We've done and good job. I don't know if that was deliberate or if they're just building on what they've already established, but good job. They've already shown us, so they don't have to tell us. We yeah. know what happens because we've seen it. We yeah. saw a planet where those guys ran out of white and they they went nuts. Yeah. So good job, you know. Good job building on established That's stuff the
1: thing. There. The writing in this is so good, you can never tell whether like it's all planned out and from what I can tell a lot of it wasn't. Like No. But the the way that they've been sort of struggling to do these six episodes apparently.
0: Yeah, every every single the comments on Memory Alpha every single time says this episode was a nightmare to write. And it sounds like because they each went off and wrote one of the the number of episodes in this run. Yeah. They didn't like they, there wasn't they...
1: enough discussion beforehand.
0: Right. And so one episode would change, one episode would be changed in the order, and it would fuck everything else yeah. up. Yeah. And it's like, what you need to do is, I mean, I guess they didn't know. Yeah. But the way they do serialized shows now is they, they break the whole season in the writing room, mm-hmm. episode by episode, and then the writers go off and, and write their scripts to that main outline they all agreed on. Yeah. And it sounds like they didn't do that.
1: Well, it makes a lot of sense if you're talking about a show that's supposed to, by its nature, not be serialized. Yeah. Well, and like, apparently you know,
0: none of these guys had experience on Star Trek or any other shows they worked on doing this. Like, yeah, it's new to all of them. They don't yeah. know how. So they're
1: just it, it's basically making it up as they go along. Yeah. And the fact that they did that and did it as well as they did is really
0: impressive. It is. But and again, with like this catcher, so white thing, it's a good like if they didn't plan it that way, at least they said, what have we like? What can I build on that? We've already put out there. Yeah. And that's really good, but anyway, so Demar writes this memo saying uh yeah if if we don't get any more white, what we need to do is poison the last batch so they all die, yeah, uh, or else, and that's one sensible, but two, pretty dark and fucked up, yeah, and again, more a little more into damar's head, which he's he's just a like an evil fuck, yeah, um, what happened was rom stole the pad he was working on. Mm-hmm left it uh, near the Jem'Hadar, so they found it and caused them to fight. Yep. And that that's that's some nice, like, subtle resistance, like, just turning them against each other without being directly involved.
1: Also, by the way, um, your Jem'Hadar bar fight mm-hmm. is not the same as other bar fights you may have seen on Star Trek.
0: No, because any other bar fight uh, would end... With sort of like the uh, the guys putting their arms around each ah that was a good fight oh yeah. you know no, th- that's not going to happen.
1: Here. This uh, this bar fight ends up with quite a number of dead people.
0: Yep,
1: we get to see a Jem'Hadar go full on Bane on some Cardassian. I would just imagine snapping his ne- his uh, back over his knee.
0: Yeah, he does. He grabs him like a stick and just like. Tch! But it's it these guys are trained to kill. They don't yeah. they don't have a non lethal setting. Yeah. And if the white is running short, they're probably already feeling some withdrawal.
1: Oh yeah, well we've already seen that too. Like there was that episode where um, it wasn't Wei and it was one of the other
0: Vord. Oh yeah, it was like last week. Yeah,
1: he's got to split up the one thing of white between like six of them. Yep. and they're all they're all already freaking out.
0: Yep. Um.
1: So yeah, worrying.
0: Very much so. Uh, what was your good thing?
1: Uh there's a great scene where we have Quark uh, come into the. Come into the resistance meeting and just be all like, for, "Okay, first of well, all, he's is... first of all he's drunk as fuck."
0: Yeah, and that's actually my quote, so I'll play that. All right. I just
1: shared a bottle of canard with Damar. <laughs> that rhymes.
0: <laughs> that's delightful.
1: So he basically, Damar comes down and comes down to Quarks and uh, tells him he's been promoted. Uh, and after the huge fuck up of the bar fight, that's impressive.
0: He's like, yeah, I could afford some canar on a gull salary. Wait, you started a fight and now you're getting a promotion? That's no way to run an yeah. army. Like uh, that's a great line. That's, first gr-
1: of all. that's great. But so after he gets Damar drunk mm-hmm. to fleece him for information, he sort of stumbles over to the resistance meeting. It's just, listen, Damar figured out how to disarm the mines. I don't. You. I need to help you guys because I missed the Federation.
0: And it's, it's funny because we've heard this conversation from the other side where he's like, uh, I hate the Federation Yep, and he hates these guys even more.
1: Yeah. I just love that we've sort of come, that, like there was that scene with, uh, with Quark a couple episodes back where he's talking about how, look, this is bad. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm still open being, for business. We're I'm open. That's the important thing. And now it's like, it's not good enough that I'm open. I don't like, I don't like dealing with these people. They're awful.
0: No, and the thing is, Armin doesn't have a lot to do. No. In these episodes. Like, apart from that scene and a couple here and there, he's got a few lines, he's whatever. He is making the most of it. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got some really good... Like, I noticed, I think last week, and, and going into these episodes, he plays it subtle, but he very much plays it like... I'm not happy anymore. I You can see him not having fun, not smiling. Yeah. He's still doing his job. He's still all business. But the way he's playing him is very, like, he's it's such just like, good control over his yeah, acting. Yeah, just like, ugh, another day. Yeah. But it's never it's never so blatant as Kira looking yourself in the mirror.
1: I would love if we cut to Quark's quarters and every morning he's just getting up looking at himself in the mirror and just, ugh, what have yep. you done? What have you done with your life?
0: <laughs> but it's so much more subtle than that and I like it. Yeah. And he could be the, the wacky comic relief during all this, and he is when he's drunk a little bit. Probably he's a, mostly he's he's a gonna... pretty great drunk. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, but even when he's drunk, you can tell he's miserable. Yep. Like there's just some such good acting going on there. And again, Kira doing like uh Nana Visitor doing some really great emotional stuff in here. Like we're gonna get into the meat of this now with the with the Odo thing and all that. Yep. Like the the just the pure rage. Oh. Like not just I don't give a damn what you think, but really no. She's,
1: you, she's betrayed in this episode. And yeah, we've never by seen that from her one record. of her oldest and closest friends on this station.
0: He specifically says, "Are you questioning my loyalty?" And she yeah. says, "No, of course not. You're beyond that." Time. I would
1: never. Like, there's yeah. like I.
0: And then female changeling walks in. It's like who? What? Whatever question? What? Whatever caused me to question your loyalty? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Odo.
1: Poor Odo. Yeah. But let's
0: really talk about that. First, let's go into your bad thing.
1: Okay. I am so, so disappointed in Odo. Like, we've talked about this many times. He's my favorite character on the show. I Mm -hmm. love that character. Mm -hmm. And the female changeling shows up and just knows how to push his buttons so perfectly. She just spends this entire episode stringing him along. I just want to know a little something about our people. Like, what about this? Oh, Odo, I could tell you, but if only you would link with me and just experience it for yourself. And for the most non-trusting guy on the station, he is just blabbing secrets to her the minute she walks walks on the ship. It's mm-hmm. not like resistance stuff. It's all, but it, it's all about his relationship with
0: Kira and how. Oh, he has a stirring monologue about how one word from Kira can completely change his mood, and like he, I can't picture him telling this to anyone.
1: Yeah, but he, but he, she's not getting any information out of her. He's being really careful.
0: Uh-huh.
1: There's, there's, there's a scene after he's after he's linked with her for the first time, and Kira comes by, and he's like, yeah, I linked with her. And she's like, "Well, that's fucking stupid." She'll learn about the resistance. And he says, "In he says to her, she can't, she can't read my mind during the resistance. I, uh, she can't read my mind during the link. I would know." Mm-hmm. And then he says, and then right after that he says, "And anyway, if she had anything against me, I would know about it when we linked. Those two things don't work together." Nope. Those are li- Those are literally the opposites of each other, Odo. Get your
0: shit together. But see, again, your bad thing isn't exactly a bad thing. No. Like, in the sense that you don't think they should have not done that to make the episode better. You don't think it was bad writing or bad characterization or anything like that. No, this is
1: fucking amazing
0: You're writing. just watching a character you like make terrible decisions and wish he wouldn't. Yeah, it's... Oh, you're being... You're... Better than this, but that's the thing. Your bad thing is my good thing. Yeah, I love that he's got this horrible and incredibly human weakness. Oh, it feels like such a real abusive, manipulative relationship. He's he's obsessed. Yeah, it's so perfect. We we understand so much more about him now because this is like his people biologically need this. He's never had it. He, now he's got it for the first time, and it's just like nothing else matters at all. No,
1: you you talked about about this. The only time he's linked was. When they punished him. Yeah.
0: That's it. That's the only time he's ever, like, he went into the Great Link and they, they spit him back out as a human.
1: Yeah, like, he, this is the first time he's been able to experience this as, like, you know, as it being the good thing. The thing that, like, this thing that, like, makes all of these people on this planet just desperate to just do it all the
0: time. Well, let, let's be absolutely clear about... See, first of all, I love the, the alien nature of these guys. They're alien in a way that no other Star Trek culture has ever been. Yeah,
1: to the point where it's almost hard to explain.
0: But they do a really good job of explaining it. Yeah. She, he says, so. like, he's got this, like, and it plays into the character stuff, but it's also exposition. Like, how, but. Are we? Are you an individual? Are we all just one in the link? And it's like they're a collective, but not in the sense that the Borg is. She yeah. says the the drop becomes the ocean, and like yeah. that's really cool when yeah. you think about that. Because yeah, you, you can't really separate the drop out from the ocean, but it is the ocean is now one drop bigger, so it is in there. Yeah, like it's so cool to think like it's alien in a way that I wish Star Trek did more of. Yeah, but um, it's kind I, of the exact
1: opposite of uh, aliens having uh, human problems,
0: right? But they, it's still very human. But oh, yeah. the the gist of there, and they've talked about this already. Um, the link is everything to them. It's bliss. They're they're great. Then humans came, solids came. Fuck that all for them. So they built the Dominion to keep the humans under control, so they could hide and keep linking. That's yeah. that's all their life is about: is going in the magic ocean and having nonstop orgasms. Yeah, and. She got locked out of the the wormhole before it it got mined because they're always over here doing sneaky changeling shit. That's yep. that's normal, mm-hmm. and and then the the wormhole got mined. And she's like, "Fuck! I can't go home. There's no other changelings here." Uh, Odo, I forgive you. Let's link quick. And and you realize everything she's doing to manipulate him is not in that Cardassian Machiavellian sense. It's all personal. It's all super selfish. Yeah. All she wants is that link feeling and nothing like when is the wormhole open so I can go home and link some more? Like Yeah. It, she's like an addict. Yeah. It's it's just, this whole war, this whole situation is happening just because these guys want to do this. And the whole, she's inside Odo's head, fucking them all up just because she wants that feeling. It's nothing to do with, they don't forgive him. No, he's she just doesn't, he's just there. Yeah, she needs this and he's there. Yeah. It's just, when you think about it like that, it's like, wow, this is like, this is so fucked up. But then in another sense, I, God, there's so much going on with this, and yeah. I've been thinking about this for years, so <laughs> I got a lot to say. Um, but when you think about it from Odo's perspective, he's always felt like something's missing, and it's always been this abstract, I guess, I don't know my people, but it's literally a biological thing that he's missing. Yeah. And you, so much of it, so much of the way his character has acted to this point makes so much more sense now, and that's why at the end there, where he's got that blissful creepy smile and he just says I don't care and she's like billions of people are going to die that doesn't concern me it doesn't matter
1: all I got look all that matters is I get to keep doing this
0: yeah he got a taste of what all those guys are about and he loves it and that's all like and for an instant you see we see a reasonable character completely turning into the evil guys and it almost makes them sympathetic but it also you know what I mean like like, it it makes sense. Yeah. They're not evil. They don't want to conquer the galaxy. They want the galaxy to leave them the fuck alone.
1: Yeah. It's so... Ugh. Yeah. That's... When, when Kira fucking finally leaves, and it's just Odo and the female changeling just sort of standing there, and she goes, she goes, what was that about? Oh, Kira's angry at me. It's like, are you upset? No. No. It's like, ugh.
0: Yep. But it feels very... Joss Whedon-y in a way. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of that there.
0: There's a lot of that when when uh, Buffy and Angel in particular would get super dark. Yeah, and someone would be acting in a in a really unhealthy way in a relationship, or act addicted, or something like 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 that tragic sort of. I see where they're coming from, but I wish they wouldn't fuck up their lives. And oh god, this is horrible. What happens next? Yeah, like it's so great. Ugh. This is one of my favorite things about this this whole show is this creepy relationship and to get a tiny bit personal. I've had relationships like this early in a relationship when you're sort of obsessed with someone and all you want to do is lock yourself in a room and, and, and fuck like rabbits and ignore the world mm-hmm. to the detriment of your job and your family and whatever else. Like I've been there, man. There's stuff
1: going on out there. I don't care.
0: I get to have sex. Psst.
1: Yeah. I, that, that brings me to another thing I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, The writer of this episode Oh yeah. Talks about a memory alpha. I, uh, he talks about how th- when he wrote it, the link had nothing to do with sex at all, and yeah, to everyone weird, else on the show, Renee,
0: Renee said, "Well, to me, it felt like a seduction scene." And Lavar Burton, directed this said, "Yeah, I shot it like a romance scene."
1: It's like that. That fascinates me. Just that the guy who fucking wrote the episode, just like, oh no, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and literally everyone else in the cast is like, seriously.
0: No, the, the star and the director are both like, well, that's how we that's how we played it and wrote it, resp- yep. or uh, uh, shot it, respectively. Yeah. And because there's clearly a seduction angle there. Oh, absolutely! Like, even taking sex out of it, it's seduction in the sense of I'm tempting you with something that feels good to you.
1: Yeah, I can show, I can, I will answer every question you've ever had for your entire life, Odo.
0: There is physical pleasure involved.
1: And also we get to have sex, like,
0: all the time. And and Odo and not that this is a definitive thing, because heteronormativity, blah, 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 but really, she is a woman and he's a man. Yep. And it's Star Trek, so that's how relationships work, unfortunately. That's
1: the other thing, I mean, like, and this goes back to her first appearance, female changeling could appear as anything. Yeah. Of course she appears as the female version of Odo's species. Yes. Because, hey, what have you never seen before and, de- and are desperately hoping for?
0: Yeah, His his dream... Is to meet someone like him, you know, like, like that's sort of the standard, like, like flimsy, but accurate, yeah. like uh, fictional thing is the character who's alone wants to meet a woman who's perfect for them. Yeah. And that, that fits here.
1: Just the, the, the way she perfectly and constantly just wraps him around her finger.
0: Literally. Yeah. But also, yeah. It's just, no. oh. And again, it's just cause she wants that feeling. It's not for his sake. No. At all. Like if she had her preference, if there were other changelings there, she wouldn't link with him because they—they're still mad at him. Yeah, but you killed a changeling,
1: got. Odo. There is nothing—the unforgivable offense. Oh, I forgive you.
0: J- just because he happened to circumstantially figure out a way, uh huh, like he conveniently found a baby changeling to to link with and turn back into it, you know, that's not uh, that's not a reason to forgive him. Yeah. So yeah, I just I love that. Also, seeing Wayune react to two changelings in the room at the same time it's like if you have a dog and like 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 say you and and your significant other have a dog got the dog at the same time raised it together so you're equal in the dog's eyes yeah and you both come home at the same time oh my god and it doesn't know who to jump at first
1: oh my god i'm so happy to see both of you
0: yeah like, like you know, my 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 wife and I both had our dogs before we moved in together, so it's clear that's your dog, that's my dog. But yeah. you know, there are situations where that would happen, and it's, it's very much like that.
1: There's there's a thing in this. It's really tiny, um, but it bugged me. So I guess if you want to make this my other bad thing, okay. my real bad thing. Um, there's a right after the bar the bar fight breaks up. There's a shot with uh, Ducat and Wayoon sort of talking together, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Odo kind of comes up behind them because he's about, he's about to take over the scene, you know, standard thing where we get rid of these guys and move on to this new guy. Thing. yeah. Um, Weyoun sort of walks past him, joins up with a hadar, and then they leave. I don't think Weyoun should ever be able to be in a room with Odo and not acknowledge him in some way.
0: I agree with that, but on the other hand, it's like, he's a god, but he's also just the security guy. Yeah. Like, it must be very conflicting for him. And I almost feel like, I feel like there's a deleted scene or a conversation that happened off screen where Odo's like, you can't do that when I'm doing my job. That undermines my authority. I'm working. Now, they didn't do that. And so therefore your, your, your criticism is valid.
1: But even. even, But that's
0: my no prize explanation is Odo said, don't, don't do that in front of like in private. If you got to fine, but don't do that in front of people. It undermines my authority.
1: See, even that would be fine. But in that case, like a look. Is mm-hmm. all I need all I need is Jeffrey Coombs to just sort of gaze at him as he's walking past,
0: and there's there's enough definitely going on with him, like he's thinking on that level, yeah, it's not like he's not capable of that yeah there's there's a lot going on with him too, yeah, which I love that's the thing. Wayun should be such a such an underling, such a sidekick mm-hmm. and there's so much too it's like damar, like both of those guys should just be like. Damar is Dakot's sidekick, and Wayun is the sidekick of you know either the Dominion or Dakot or whoever you know whoever's yeah. in charge at the time. But like somehow he manages to be his own guy, even though he's a clone, you know, like subservient.
1: Yeah, who's bred to be Smithers, basically.
0: Yeah, he's still a much more well-rounded character than half the next gen cast. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not a dig at next gen. It's just how good this show is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I fucking love Wayun. Yeah, he's so good. There's not much of him here.
1: No, but, but uh yeah. what they I love uh there's a the, the petty bickering scene with uh, between the oh, two God. of them both trying to impress uh the female changeling. Mm-hmm. And she just does not give a shit.
0: Again, another scene where everyone's got their clear like they're all on their way somewhere different, like different different agendas, different, you know, whatever. Ducats sidling up to her and acting like they're equals. Yeah. Saying like we both lead our respective people, and she's just like... Whatever. Why is this talking to me? Yeah. Isn't this why we grew wayoon to handle this shit? This is not my... Like, don't talk to me. Don't touch me.
1: What's it even... I don't even think Dukat sees her, sees her as an equal. I don't no, think but he presents sees him... anyone as an equal, Well, no, equal, but
0: honestly. he presents himself to her as he presumes to say, Yeah. We're both leaders of people. I am the
1: you know. of the Cardassians. Yeah.
0: She's like, what? I don't... No?
1: I don't understand any of the words you're saying wayoon yeah. take this away
0: it's it's just so they're coming from completely different like angles and I love it yeah um what else oh there's a, going back to the the scene in the bar like where you were saying that uh uh Weyun should have been a little more deferential to odo uh, just before that when uh wayun's like, what the fuck happened here he does it in that great sort of greasy wayoon way yeah where he's like Keep smiling lower uh, your voice keep smiling everyone and,
1: everyone sh- needs to know that we're still friends
0: and Ducat puts on the fakest creepiest Ugh. like okay I'm smiling your
1: uh, Ducat's lips should never move that way
0: nope and Ever. we've seen him smile oh yeah but that's not that was not his natural smile that was a f- clearly not natural smile major yeah Speaking of smiling there's an adorable little scene. Where uh, Worf is talking to Cisco about, oh, yeah. um, about you know, Jedzia and, and the wedding and stuff. And it, you just, like, you hardly ever see Worf do this. He's like, oh yeah, we are getting married. oh This is adorable. Yeah.
1: Have we even talked about
0: the no, Sisko thing to sort at a, all? I was just about to segue to that. Have we covered all this stuff on the station? I, I, we
1: must have.
0: Okay there's so much more going on here yeah like i say layers and 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 stuff and we might run a little later than usual just because there's a lot to talk about
1: yeah after all that
0: meanwhile yeah meanwhile there's a b plot of cisco having to give up his command and and dax taking the defiant on a mission and it's like oh wow oh yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's a shame cisco never went into the nexus to have that conversation with uh, uh kirk
0: the thing is i feel like every starfleet captain feels this way yeah it's yep. not just those two. Those are just the two we followed. Don't let him put you behind a desk. Yep. And here he is behind a desk. And <laughs> to take it back to Whedon again, mm-hmm. there's a there's a bit, I think it's like season five of Angel, where he has this horrible, it's like everyone's worst nightmare vision. Yeah, It's it's season five because they're at Wolfram and Hart. And, and his horrible nightmare vision is working in the mail room. Yep. And it's like I'm not important. I'm in the mail room. And I, I mentioned this because when Amanda and I watch stuff, and, and a character feels like that, we just go, ah, ha ha mail room. <laughs> and that's that's what happened with Cisco here. Is like Dax is off having all the fun, and I'm back here in the mail room. <laughs> I,
1: I, I the, right at the end of the episode, right? Well, first of all, okay. So they they do this at the begin. The episode opens with uh, them doing this uh, post mission uh, celebration. That, oh, they that, have this ritual now. So every time they finish a mission.
0: No, it's not every time they finish a mission. It's just every time they I it's it's like the it's like the phaser cannon. Yeah. It they they shoot so much that it burns out and gets destroyed like they've worn it out.
1: Yeah. So every time that happens O'Brien brings it up and they sort of present it as yep. like this is it we will never stop fighting. We will we will go until our until our phaser cannons bleed.
0: Yep. And the cool thing is O'Brien, like you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then O'Brien sets it up on this rack with like eight others. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. Oh god, they've been busy. And you realize Cisco's been doing this for a while, and it's turned into a ritual. Yeah. And then, and then later on,
1: so we get to the end of the episode. Uh, Dax is taken over as captain of the, of the Defiant, mm-hmm. and you get to see her go through the whole the whole ritual, and you get to see Cisco sort of watching just before uh, uh, the admiral uh, Admiral Ross, who's gonna
0: yeah, come great back. character by the way.
1: Uh, it's just like okay, that's enough, Ben. No, no more hobnobbing with the, uh, no more hobnobbing with the crew. We've got work to do, and so sort of he yeah. takes him back. And you can see this look in Ben's eyes where he's just like, but this was, this is what I love. The, these are my
0: friends. But mailroom. <laughs> no, and there's great. You you know, Jadzia knows that it bothers him. Yeah. And there's a great like great acting from Terry Farrell. Again, minor stuff going on but some great acting. I'm so glad they give her stuff like this now where she says, uh, Oh, the brass is here. And she doesn't say it like that. I'm emphasizing it. Yeah. She says (laughs) it just enough so that he, he, her old friend knows, Oh God, I'm the brass now. Thanks. asshole. Yeah. You
1: dick. Yeah.
0: But it's such a good dig. Like, Oh, sorry. Captain business. (laughs) The brass is here. Got to stop. Yeah. Oh, you dick. It's It's so great.
1: I, I just, I love the way it shows cisco as like and his ties to his people
0: yeah he's really very much like a man of the people kind of kind of commander
1: and it's something we've seen as the like as the show's been going on those little moments when we're on the deck of the defiant and everyone's just making small talk yeah and suddenly including
0: the captain yeah
1: exactly and suddenly he's not allowed to do that anymore yep like it's uh, these are i want to hang out with my friends yeah why can't all right work to do
0: because I'm really good at war, apparently, and that's the thing he's being rewarded, oh yeah, because he's so good and and as I pointed out in my summary, he was only just a commander three years ago,
1: yeah, no his and he, now he's
0: effectively an admiral he's done he's not an admiral in rank, but he's effectively an admiral now.
1: it's sort of it's sort of like they they they've the the war has really brought out what Cisco is really good at and he's yeah. he's an excellent tactician,
0: but he's also good with like yeah, we've never had a captain in the previous two shows, who is good with his crew. Yeah. Kirk only cared about his two best friends. Picard was not really a people person. He tried. Yeah. But it was way more, <laughs> he, I'm he, I'm the dad and you're the kids. Yeah, he tried, bless him. Yes, But Sisko uh, is one of them.
1: Yeah, he, this We've is where- We've never
0: had a captain like that before. Yeah,
1: this is where he's supposed to be.
0: Like and I don't think like I don't think Janeway's really like that. I don't think Archer's like that. Like, he might be the only one. Yeah. Like I'm, i may be remembering wrong, we'll find yeah, out. I, I don't know there. enough about
1: either of those yeah, guys. But I think
0: well. that he might be the only one we ever get yeah. who feels more like a friend and less like a parent.
1: Yeah, he's just he's, he's the captain, but he's one of the guys.
0: Like it's very clear he's in charge when it comes down to it.
1: Yeah. But yeah, but I mean he'll like have you, a beer with you. Yeah, he'll have a beer with you. He'll invite you over for dinner. He's that boss who no matter who you are, he remembers your name and at least one thing about you so that he can have a com- or like a real conversation with
0: yes, you. Yes, but there, is two, there are two ways to be like that. One is, I read this in a book, and I'm going to do it, and I'm not sincere about it, and I'm kind of an asshole. Yeah, no, that's... And two, I genuinely care, and I'm going to make a point of learning a thing because it's important.
1: Yeah, it's He's like, that guy. It's like I could see him sort of like what Martok does in the first episode with Alexander. It's like if there's someone on the crew who's not working... I'm going to go down and talk to him and find out why and see how we can fix that.
0: They are very similar characters, which is one of the reasons I like Martok so much. Yeah. Is because they're both in charge, clearly deserve to be in charge, but also haven't lost their regular guy touch. Yeah. And there's a scene with, I think it's in the first of these two, again, they kind of run together, where they're just having this conversation as like, oh, our guys are great, aren't they? Yeah, they sure are. Uh (laughs) We're gonna be at, back at DS9 soon, and uh, I bet I get there first. Oh yeah, well I'll bet you a case of blood wine that we'll get there first. That's great. Stuff. Done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just a nice like five second scene, but it's it's perfect. Yeah. It's it's the two dads. Like yeah, okay, we'll be drinking beers on the patio soon enough. Yep. It's,
1: it's great. It's not clear. This I fucking love this show.
0: But again, this is this is peak DS9 here. This yeah. is everything is perfect right now. It's all downhill from here, is what I'm saying. That's the glass half empty read on things. <laughs> uh, but I think that's about it. We need to start wrapping things. Yeah, I up. think Any, so. Anything else on the Cisco end of things?
1: Um, no, I think I nailed everything.
0: Because there's not a lot going on. It's good character stuff, but it's not like there's a ton of plot going on. No. Like, which is fine. We don't always need that. The B plot sometimes just could just be a bit of exploring a character. It doesn't yeah. always have to like plot, plot, plot. You know, like it's still good stuff. Yeah. I do, uh, I,
1: one last thing, I like uh, Dax as captain.
0: I, I do too. I think she, that's something. She's good that, at it.
1: That's a payoff that's been a long time coming.
0: Yeah, she's good at it, but she also makes it clear, like, I'll do this because the mission calls for it, and, and if that's, you know, we're at war and I understand, but this isn't what I signed up for, this isn't my favorite thing. No. Like, well, she's I, in it for the science. Yeah. But I like that. I yeah. like that, yeah, look, somewhere in me, I'm sure I've been a captain before and I can yeah. do this, but... I'm...
1: I can do this, I'm good at this, It's. I just don't want to do it. Yeah,
0: this is not my first choice. No. This is like my fifth or sixth choice.
1: This is like, if Worf were here, he would be... Yeah, well uh, that's the
0: thing, rank-wise, yeah. it falls to Worf next, but he's off with the Klingons right now, so yeah. rank-wise, then it goes to the Lieutenant Commander Dax. Yeah. That makes sense. Although I don't know what Julian is now. I think he's still just a lieutenant, he's still fairly young.
1: Yeah, he's... Pr- the, the rank might be there, but I think it'd be like... I, I feel like that's the kind of thing they they want to keep the Doctor away from if they can.
0: I guess that's true. Because,
1: like, that's an important the... role in a battle.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah,
1: good point. Like, no matter what's happening, probably the Doctor's not going to end up in there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Unless, you know, unless things go really bad.
1: It'll, yeah, exactly. Or All the plot right. calls for it.
0: Right. Well, there's a great uh, Star Trek novel called Doctor's Orders, which... Uh, yeah, was... Diana Duane. Yeah, which clearly was plot first then write the book yeah but it actually it's actually really funny it's basically bones says i bet i could run this ship better than you and kirk says do it and then he goes on an away mission and gets stuck on the planet and bones gets caught in a crisis yeah it's great yeah it's exactly what you want to see happen to him because he's always saying he could do it better ah
1: you're not any good at this Uh, i could do this better all
0: right go nuts no chair is yours you go (laughs) ahead me and spock are gonna go do this thing great
1: scene in that by the way sit down in the chair it's very comfortable there you go
0: no, it's a good book. So that's like... your
1: uh, that's your Trek book recommendation
0: for the week. Oh, don't don't commit us to that. <laughs> oh, I will mention really quickly. Io9, a couple of people sent us this link, and I always love it when you guys do this. I'm glad you keep us in mind when you see Star Trek stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh. Posted a io9 posted a um excerpt from a new Trek book about uh, the making of the original series, and they're up to see like they're writing this series of books about. Uh, they they did a book on season one, a book on season two, and the season three book is out now. Yeah,
1: they're called uh, these are the voyages, I believe.
0: I think so. Yeah, and um, so I it looks really good. Yeah, and I bought book one. Like the the Kindle version is out for one and two three. Yeah. It was a Kickstarter thing, and they gave the eBooks as an incentive to the donors, and the eBooks for everyone else come later. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they want to they want it to be an exclusive for the donors first. So that's cool. Yeah, and I want to read the first one to see if it's any good. Anyway, and I started, and it's it's very, it's very Jean's visiony. Uh, so I'm worried I might not love it. See, but from what see. I
1: saw of the third, the well, the excerpt of the third one is very not Jean's visiony. Well,
0: see, that's what I was expecting. I I figured, okay, great, we're finally to the point where, like, uh, Majel's dead. That sucks, but it does mean that nobody is now out there preserving you know worried that someone sullies gene's name now we might be able to tell the truth about some of the fucked up stuff he did yeah which he was overall a good guy and we wouldn't have star trek without him but he wasn't perfect and i want to hear the real story yeah i don't just want to hear the dirt i just want to hear the real story Mm. but anyway so far it feels very like like gene's visionary vision like oh man
1: i I can get that at any in any number of books
0: yeah you know how
1: many star trek compendiums i
0: have probably as many as i do
1: that's about right yeah
0: all of them mm-hmm. <laughs> but i i again i'm only about 10 pages in i just i started reading it just to see if it was any good and i put it down and I'm like oh man but i'll yeah. come back to it and hopefully you know i'll let you know yeah all right so as ever the website com. uh the email address postatomichorror at gmail uh next week two more episodes in this continuing saga that who knows how long it goes on yep and with that, we will leave now. Do you want to do it? Oh, can I? Yeah, go uh, nuts. See? No, I can't do it. See ya, folks. You make it seem so easy. It's because I'm a professional. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2015. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.